Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of October 21, 2018. First, we have a press release from ACB that is entitled Hulu Becomes Latest Streaming Service to Commit to Accessibility for Blind Users. This was released on October 17, and the direct link is acb.org slash Hulu, H-U-L-U, dash accessibility, A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y. Boston, Massachusetts. Hulu and advocates from the American Council of the Blind, ACB, and the Bay State Council of the Blind, BSCB, have reached a settlement agreement to increase the accessibility of Hulu's streaming service to individuals who are blind or who have low vision. As a result, Hulu will undertake efforts to make its website and software applications accessible via screen readers and will provide audio description tracks for streaming content where possible. With these efforts, Hulu will join the list of online streaming providers like Netflix that are prioritizing accessibility features and making the entertainment industry more accessible to the disability community. Hulu offers online streaming services to over 20 million subscribers across the nation. However, none of Hulu's streaming content currently includes audio description, a separate audio track that narrates the key visual elements of video content between portions of dialogue to provide blind and low vision users a full media experience. For more on audio description, visit ACB's Audio Description Project. Under the settlement agreement, Hulu will begin obtaining these tracks for as much streaming content as possible and will adapt its video player so that users can enable and disable this feature. Similar to the closed caption option, which currently exists on Hulu's video player. Users will also be able to filter the Hulu streaming library based on the availability of audio description. Blind community members are enthusiastic about the new opportunity to fully enjoy Hulu's extensive programming selection. According to ACB President Kim Charlson, quote, These improvements by Hulu will provide people who are blind or have low vision with access to the same online video entertainment services currently enjoyed by millions of Americans. ACB commends Hulu for working with us to enhance access to its services for people who are blind. Our goal is to open up Hulu's services to the blind community and to increase the availability of audio-described movies and television programming. Movies and television are a central pillar of American culture. As television and movie content are increasingly delivered through streaming services, this agreement ensures that the blind community will receive and be able to independently use accessible Hulu content. This access is critical to making certain that people who are blind are included as equal participants in today's society. End of quote. 
In addition to providing audio description, Hulu will update its website and multiple software applications to ensure that screen reader users can navigate and interact with the platform. A screen reader is software that enables blind individuals to access and interact with online services by converting the text displayed visually on the screen into audible text or by outputting that information on a digital braille display. For a screen reader to work, website and app developers must program for compatibility. A single unlabeled button, like those for entering a password or submitting payment information, can render a website wholly unusable. By January 2020, Hulu will ensure that its website and applications are compliant with standard web accessibility guidelines and that updates are tested for usability. Quote, so many times it is that last step, an inaccessible website, that keeps those who are blind or experiencing low vision from fully enjoying what others take for granted, said BSCB President Brian Charlson. And now Hulu will be working with us to make sure that their service can be accessed by everyone. Disability Rights Advocate, DRA, a nonprofit disability rights legal center, and Disability Law Center, Inc., DLC, the Massachusetts Protection and Advocacy Agency, represented ACB, BSCB, Kim Charlson, and Brian Charlson in their negotiations with Hulu. Paula Weiss from Lexington was our guest this week at the GLCB Roundabout, and she gave an excellent presentation on fashion and style for both men and women. The entire activity was about an hour and a half long with much audience participation. Adam Rushevel has edited part of that presentation for us, and it's on page two on Soundprints. We think you'll enjoy it. And on page three is the Soundprints calendar. Page two. As you know, we have a speaker today. Uh, a few weeks ago at our quarterly meeting, we had Rick Hallett, and he did a great job. Uh, I don't know if all of y'all knew, but he's Paula Weiss's brother. Paula was supposed to be here that day, and she couldn't come, so she said, Rick, and he was really good, Paula. We appreciate it. So Paula is here today. Paula is from Lexington. We really could adopt Paula. <laughs> I, I just don't know why she just doesn't move here, you know? I mean, after all. And uh, we're really glad to have her because Paula is one of the people at the um, crossroads but she and Patty and um, and now Amanda do the the segments on things like fashion and body language and all kinds of things that talk about how we present ourselves, how we look, our appearance, and so on. And she's just great. And so she is going to talk today. Um, maybe tell us about some things that are in style. Um, maybe some things that aren't in style, and just talk about some ways that we can be all spiffy and and up to date. And so, Paula, if you would, you get the microphone. And um, also, if you all would, please, uh, if you have questions, and I'm sure that she would like questions, if you have questions, let's um, make sure you have a microphone. 
by the way, guys, my brother had the best time, but I had not given him much blind etiquette, so evidently he just came in and didn't let anybody know he was here, although I had told him, you know, Deb Lewis, but he didn't know who Deb Lewis was, so evidently you all didn't even know that he was here till someone said, is the speaker here? <laughs> he said it was, uh, yeah, he really, he really enjoyed it a lot, so yeah, that's maybe for a future, <laughs> another future time you... You are, are some of the other people in his office that are available, so um, I don't know how I, Patty and uh, Amanda and I got the fashion police label, but <laughs> we've had a good time with it, that's for sure. So I'm, I'm going to offer up a little disclaimer, first of all, but uh, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and I don't intend to hurt anybody's feelings, and I may tease you a bit, and I may poke at you over some things, so it's all in... Uh, the fun spirit of, of uh, coming to a, a group like this. It has so much fun and, uh, and, you know, I wouldn't hurt anybody's feelings for anything in the world anyway. So, anyhow, my life has been so funny with fashion and style. And, and how do we develop that sense of style and fashion? I mean, when I was growing up, I really had no idea of, of fashion and style. My parents didn't have much money. We wore what clothes we could get. I mean, I, I see people nodding. And, and so, you know, I really didn't know anything about. I knew things that my friends, some of my friends had that I would like to have had, name brands. And, but, um, but I also attended a Catholic school. So for 12 years, I was told exactly what to wear, what color, where to buy it. Uh, and now we did have some choice on the shoes. We could either wear brown and white or black and white. So that was, that was the choice that we had. And that kind of morphed into our home lives too because, you know, we, we were taught not to be vain. You know, the nuns didn't really like for you to wear makeup. And, and um, we just... You know, we just didn't get any direction at all in that area of our lives about, you know, what, what we should wear. We got direction in, in things like, I know you've heard the, the old saying or the name of the book, patent leather shoes reflect up. We, we got a lot of that. Don't wear this because this will make you vulnerable in certain areas. And, and you know, you certainly didn't want to encourage any kind of sexuality at, at whatsoever. So... That, you know, that, that created a lot of confusion as you were a teenager and a, a young adult growing up. So, and this, this stayed with me through my, pretty much a lot of my adult life. I mean, I had children and I really thought, you know, I was to downplay what I looked like. I, I really didn't use much makeup, if any at all. And then I would just, uh, you know, was kind of the frumpy housewife with kids look. So, but... If you ask my older son when my life kind of changed and when I started just kind of morphed into something a bit different, he will tell you that when a friend of mine whose name was Jean Young came into my life, I just changed dramatically. Now, Jean spelled her name G-E-N-E -E because her mother loved the actress Jean Tierney from the 40s, and so I thought that was neat too. And... Jean had just, you know, she was my age, but she was just wise beyond my uh, anything that we had ever done. And she had been quite a wild child. 
She taught me aerobics, and she taught me how to teach aerobics, which introduced a whole new uh, activity into my life that has followed me, and my, my girls also teach um, exercise classes. But Jean had also attended Woodstock, and she sold toilet paper for a dollar a roll. <laughs> and she was just, you know, like a, a comic. She was like a movie star to me, so... I liked the way she dressed. I mean, she didn't. She wasn't flashy, but she knew how to use clothes and color. She did things with her hair that, you know, I had always thought I shouldn't do, color your hair, and different things like that. But frost your hair. That was the big deal, you know, then, frosting your hair. But, you know, she kind of just gave me the permission to develop into an individual style. And... Um, it, it was great. I mean, you know, it, it was a good awakening for me. <laughs> so we've seen a lot of clothing trends come and go uh, over our lifetime. I'm, I'm looking around here at the age, and, and I think a lot of you, several of you are my age at least. I'm 72. So, um, you know, we've, we've seen a lot over the years. But to me, what happened in the 21st century was amazing. Do you all remember... Back in the 67, there was this cigarette commercial for Virginia Slims, and it said, you've come a long way, baby. Yes. And that commercial showed different decades of fashion, and of course, the woman had a cigarette, and you know, it was fashionable to smoke, part of your look, part of your style. So it, it just, you know, it, it, it took like, I don't know, maybe from the 20s, up to the 20s, 30s, 40s, up to the 60s, and, and how women had, had morphed into the style and then the cigarettes and everything. Well, kind of in the early two, 21st century, like around 2004 or five, it's like that kind of stopped at, let's say, 2005, and then all those decades behind just kind of hit that, that point. Right. And... and the, the styles just went wild. I mean, there was some of everything in 2005 and, uh, and up until now. And so, you know, we just, the, the fashion scene has just really, really changed a whole lot. So, um, remember how embarrassing it used to be sometimes at school if you didn't have, did you all wear uniforms at KCB? Did you have uniforms? I mean KSB, not KCD. So you just, everyday clothes that your parents sent for you? So you, you did have students who had high fashion stuff and students who had regular stuff there too. And I, I don't know, if, you know, how much of it went on in your school, but it didn't go on in my school because I was at an all-girls school with uniforms. But outside of school, it, it's kind of, you know, kids were made fun of. The boys were made fun of if they wore high waters, if they had patches, if you didn't have brand names on your clothes, you were, you were teased. And it was the same thing for the girls, you know. And there were kids who got their clothes from Goodwill or from thrift shops, and so they were made fun of too. But, you know, as... as 2005, 2006, and, and on up to the current time, a couple of years ago, this rapper named Macklemore made a, a song really, really popular, and, and one of the, the verses is, I'm going to pop some tags, only $20 in my pocket. And what he's doing is he's going to a thrift store, and he's buying like his clothes that his grandfather would have worn. 
big old coats, big old clothes, and that got to be really popular with the kids over the last like five or six years for them to do stuff like that. So, um, you know, I wouldn't have been caught dead in my grandmother's clothes. I love my grandmother dearly, but I would not have worn her shoes and clothes. But, you know, my daughters and my granddaughters wear, borrow my things, wear my shoes, and wear my clothes, and I, I think it's an indication of one of two things. Number one, I'm either dressing way too young if my 12 and 16-year-old granddaughters are, are borrowing my, my clothes, or what I, what I want to aspire to is what my 12-year-old says, my 12-year-old granddaughter, and that is that she has the hippest um, grandparent, 21st century grandparent, so I'm, I'm going for that one. People have individual styles. There is a lady that works for ACB every year. But, you know, if Janet Dickelman called me up this year and said, Paula, this year, on this day, you will dress in the style of this lady, I would be honored. I would do it, you know, because I think we have to respect people for the style that they choose to wear. It may not be our style, but we do have to respect people for that. And the same thing with you guys. I have seen Adam Rushable crawling around on the floor in his suit and tie, hooking up <laughs> sound systems for many, many, many years. And, you know, and Bill Dethridge. Bill Dethridge has on a suit almost every place he goes to. And, uh, you know, that, that's your style. That's what you like to wear. And if if Janet Dickelman called me up, Adam, and said, on this day at the convention, you will be dressed in the style of Adam Rushable, I would be honored to do that, because you've got somebody picking out some really neat shirts for you these days and ties. I don't know who you... Uh-huh, Patty, okay. <laughs> and, Adam, and Adam objects sometimes, because he thinks they're too colorful. <laughs> who, who would object? Who would con uh, cross Patty? Oh, let me put it that way. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's going to get that pink shirt on you one way or another, Adam, by hook or crook. Fashion is art. It's art for your body. And every year, these, these big designers have these big shows in New York and California and, and Europe, everywhere. And what comes out on the runway is really, really um, something that none of us would ever wear. And they don't wear it either. It comes out on the runway. And the idea is for these designers to get different um, inspiration for their styles, for their houses, their, their design houses. And then what happens for us is that, that that filters down from style house to style house. And then we get knockoff things that come into Target, Walmart, Kohl's, and the stores that we can shop in. But you know, the, these are these are great ideas. Just the colors and, and and just the textures of things, and and just anything goes nowadays. And I love that. I don't care what you pull out of your closet; you're going to be okay with that, um, as long as it fits you right. <laughs> but, and most of us do have our own comfort zone for fashion. You know, um, we like to be comfortable. That's for sure. So. Um, um, one of the trends that has become really popular these days is repurposing your clothes. And I like that. I have two linen shirts that I bought in Florida quite a few years ago. 
and one is a, uh, my favorite color blue, and one is like a daffodil yellow. And it's just a boxy shirt, short sleeves. It has to be ironed, and I still like that because I like to iron. And it's made by the, um, the designer uh, Caribbean Joe, who also makes men's clothing, too. And I think all they do is put the buttonholes and the buttons on the opposite sides, you know, for us women. So, but I've had these shirts for years and years and years, and I go back to them all the time. And so this year, when I was getting uh, a wardrobe ready to go someplace with some of my kids, my nine-year-old granddaughter said, Granny, is that Daddy's shirt? <laughs> and I said, I mean, you know, I was like, why, would, why do you think I'd be wearing your dad's shirt? She said, well, he has one just like that. Well, never mind, I know it couldn't be Dad's shirt, and I'm thinking, you know, this shirt must not be very flattering on me because her dad is like a 3X. So, you know, so I really had not done any repurposing of my own clothes. I just kind of, you know, throw it out as I get tired of it or I get to stain or a rip or something and, and replace it with something else. But I took the two shirts, and I really didn't even have to take them apart, and I just put a long dart down each side of the front and a long dart down the back, and I put a, a little tuck in the sleeve. It gave it an entirely different look because it form-fitted to me just a little bit better than that big boxy uh, blouse that, that I had been wear very comfortable wearing all this time. And, you know, I could even change the buttons on it, and that would have given it a totally different look. So, you know, I realize I have two things over on you all. I can see and I can sew. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you a question about that later on at the end, but the repurposing of, of clothes has just really gotten to be very popular. And things like um, some of you have outfits that, that you like to wear skirt. Let's, let's say a skirt. We, um, a lot of you wear ladies, not you gentlemen, I hope. Gentlemen, I hope. <laughs> I'm going to pick on you in a minute. Longer skirts. You have the maxi skirts that you like to wear, you know, and you've pulled this skirt out of your closet for years and years and the top that goes with it, and you still want to keep it, but you think, oh, I need to update this. People have seen this. I've taken this to the convention for three years. You know, people are going to say some, and hem it up a little bit. Just hem it up a little bit. Make it, you know, shin length, and maybe put some little embellishments on your shirt. Maybe get a different shirt to go with the skirt. Just little things like that can really, you know, stretch your wardrobe out. Now, you guys, it's a little bit different with the suits, Adam. <laughs> when your suits start to, to look a little frumpy, and I'm not saying your suits do because they don't, but, you know, as we, as we age and we kind of, our shoulders kind of droop and other things, and the suits just kind of don't fit the same, let's put it that way. Bill, you too, anybody, any of you other guys that are, that are into wearing your suits. Um, it probably costs just about as much to have a suit jacket tailored as it does to get a new suit at Men's Warehouse when they have their specials. But I don't know that for a fact. I would charge it. Okay. Okay, yeah, thanks. What, yeah, I do go to consignment shops a lot, but uh, the thing I'm finding up that uh, when you mentioned tailored, uh, that is almost a lost art anymore. I, I bought a couple of suits at Penny's, were nice, and I don't like my I don't like my sleeves to touch 
my hands at all. I want them to be back. And I had a hard time. I finally had to go out on Bargetown Road to find a tailor, a dry cleaner with a tailor that would actually uh, do that for me. So it's really, you know, I'm finding it's really hard to find a good tailor anymore. It, it is. It's almost a lost art. We have a few tailors in uh, Lexington, but they really cater to the businessmen that want, and the sports guys, you know, that want suits built from the bottom up, uh, you know, um, uh, total suits made. It's, it's awfully hard. It, dry cleaners, it, it, dry cleaners are almost being far between now too, but they, they really don't keep a seamstress on the site much anymore. And so I, I'm sure that it is hard to find um, a seamstress, but I would ask around if I were you guys and see if you can't get somebody. I bet I could have a nice little business in this community if I moved here, couldn't I? <laughs> but, but your pants, the same thing with your pants. If you do have somebody that can work on your clothes, you know, you can have your pants let out. You can have them taken in. Uh, maybe that suit jacket is worn out, ripped, or it doesn't fit you well anymore, but you can still wear those suit pants with a sweater, a tie. Uh, you know, you've still got some life and some things like that. You can have the legs changed a little bit if they're, if they're the old stovepipe type legs, and you can have them tapered. You can have the cuff taken off. There are quite a few things that you guys can really do if you, um, you know, if you want to. Um, a gentleman that I do some sewing for sent me 10 Oxford cotton shirts in the mail and uh, wanted the collars taken off of them. And the collars were fine. They weren't frayed. He just wanted a different look. So I took the collars off. Uh, I did take it apart and, and uh, open up the seam rather than just cut the collar off at the top. And it made the neatest look. It was just a little mandarin that stood up and it was dressy looking with a sport coat and it was casual looking with whatever else you know, that a gentleman would want to wear with it. So there were 10 shirts that he probably was not going to wear again that he got some, some new life in. So there are some things that you, you guys can do, too. Um, I have a question. Yeah. I hate long sleeves because I have short arms, and they fall down around my hands. They get in the way of everything, and I lean towards... Everything short sleeve, mm -hmm. and I was wondering about that. Because the winter time, does that look um, does, does that look odd wearing a short sleeve during the winter time? Oh, absolutely not. It doesn't look odd at all. If that's what you're comfortable in, then that's fine. That's what you should wear. I mean, are you cold when you wear them? No. Well, then that's fine. No. Then there's nothing wrong with that at all. So what what you can always do, Bill, is you know you can bring a jacket, you can bring a sweater, you can bring a sport coat if you want to. So if you think that that's a look that wouldn't be acceptable, if you're going to crossroads or something, and you know, you can always layer <laughs> like we do. So yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So um, that's, well, I mentioned crossroads, so that's gonna take me to one of my pet peeves. I'm sorry, but I have to do this. I have to vent a little bit about this. And that is respecting the venue when you attend something. You know, we just had Crossroads a few months ago, and we, we put out, the committee put out that it was um, business casual, right, Carla? Now, everybody pretty much knows what business casual is, but that's been kind of stretched to its, its limit. But 
I, I, I find it important. I really think it's respectful and important to honor that if you're attending a business meeting like that, and especially if you're going to be a presenter, if you're going to be a vendor, I think it's important to respect at least some part of that. And, you know, if you're a guy that's got a big old burly beard and you come in as a vendor and you've got on a your agency's t-shirt, which there's nothing wrong with that at all, and your old jeans and your old beat-up tennis shoes, and then you've got a toboggan, a black toboggan on, and you look like a serial killer. I mean, it's just a freaky, it's an ugly look. It really is. How much would it take? Okay, let's, let's say, you know, you don't roll like that. You know, you want to wear what you want to wear. Well, how much would it take for you just to take the toboggan off? You can keep your agency's t-shirt on. That, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Slip some kind of a sport coat or a sweater over that. Maybe some khaki pants and a pair of leather shoes for the time that you're going to be there, um, you know, as a vendor. That, that's kind of stretching business casual, but at least it's a little bit more respectful. And the same thing with us ladies, you know, I think the ladies dress pretty nice at the at Crossroads and other things that we have here, I, you know, all of you all. But occasionally you'll see somebody show up in just a pair of, of sweats, you know what I mean, just the gym-type sweats and things like that. And that's, that's not appropriate attire for something like that. I, I went to a conference last weekend, and the directive was dress comfortably. It was in Florida. It was 90 degrees, hotter than heck and humid. And the, the conference center was about 60 degrees inside. So my accommodations, I had, to, I had to take a shuttle to my accommodations. So on this one day, I had a training in the morning. And in the afternoon, I was going to a presentation by some folks that I highly respected from, from uh, here in Kentucky. And then that evening, there was a banquet. And there was also a, a nice luncheon, too. So. Um, I, I slipped on a little cotton skirt, which would have been, you know, out of season here in Kentucky, but in Florida it was fine. Oh, and the other thing I didn't tell you that they asked us to do, they gave us each a t-shirt, a yellow t-shirt with the logo of the, the conference on it, and they asked us all to wear that t-shirt all weekend. So I have the t-shirt, I put on a little cotton skirt, I just tucked the front of the t-shirt in just a hand's width down in my skirt, I had a little cotton jacket, no collar on it, long sleeves. I stuck in my bag. I stuck a scarf in my bag. So when I was outside, and I wore my sandals, when I was outside, I was very comfortable. When I came inside, I put my jacket on. I was comfortable. When I went to the, my training, and when I went to the presentation by the folks here in Kentucky, I put a scarf on. That made me look just a little bit dressier. And that night when I went to the bank banquet, I just... I put some of that sea salt stuff in my hair that spritzes, you know, in your hair, and then you scrunch it with scrunch your hair with your hand, and it makes your hair kind of curly. What is Goldilocks to the banquet? <laughs> but anyway, and some dangly earrings. I didn't look like I'd stepped out of Vogue. I put a little bit of lipstick on, but I felt like I owed it to the people that were, you know, the people that were doing the training were dressed very nicely. The people that were doing the presentation from Kentucky were dressed very nicely. And I, I felt like there was a speaker at the banquet, so I felt like I should look a little bit better, you know, than just uh, a t-shirt. Right, exactly. So, um, and that worked out fine. And guys, guys, 
the, the one of the fellows that, that attended the conference, he wore he wore his Bermuda shorts and he wore his tennis shoes and he wore his t-shirt. But when it came time to go to the banquet, I guess he went back to his room because I'm sure he didn't lug his things around in his bag like I did. But he slipped on a little cotton man's vest, you know, and, and it, it gave him a little bit better look than than just a t-shirt and shorts. So, I mean, there are plenty of things that you you guys can do too to um, respect the venue. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah, yeah, Paula. I I still have a personal issue with people wearing shorts to a banquet or blue jeans. Either one. I mean, it's like when it's when I go by and see somebody like that. It's like didn't somebody ever teach you anything? One, one time we came to, to the um, KCB convention, and everybody, some of you know our member, Andrew Thomas, very nice gentleman, dresses to the nines for everything. And there was a Kentucky, a group of Kentucky people sitting around the table, but one of our group had just ignored everything and looked so slovenly and awful, looked like hair hadn't been combed in forever. <laughs> and Andrew said, <laughs> looks like so-and-so was the only one that didn't get the memo about dressing for the banquet. So, I know, but you know, there was a time, Bill, when you would have been asked to leave a place, a restaurant, or a function if you were, or you would have been, if some restaurants, and I'm sure this still exists, you would have been provided a jacket if you showed up and jackets were required. But people don't seem to be insulted, even if you say something to them, you know? They, they really don't, and it's just like, I'm sorry, this is the way I dress. Well. I don't, I don't know what else to do. I mean, I wish we, we we've had classes, we've, we've had seminars, we've, we've done everything to try to encourage people. So, um, Deanna? When I taught it at the School for the Blind, we would talk and the kids would talk and they would say, well, you know, we just don't know. You know, we just know what our parents tell us sometimes and we, you know, we just don't know when, when things are good or when things are wrong. And uh, I think, as blind people, sometimes we really, we, we don't know when things are wrong, but sometimes we don't know when things are really good either. And I, I you know, I, I remember Gail coming home and saying, somebody looked really nice tonight. And I said, did you tell them? And she said, well, no, I just told you. And it's like, well, the next time, because sometimes we don't know. And I think that's a, you know, I, I don't know. I just think that's kind of a something to think about because we we want to know. I mean, we I want to know when I'm. I want to know. The other day I spilled jelly on my shirt, and nobody told me all day, and I I just didn't find it, and then I found it. It's like I wonder when that was here. And Gail said, "Uh, this morning," <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna. And she said, "Well, you were going out the door when I saw it." There wasn't any reason I couldn't, you know. But nobody said anything, and it was, you know, 5 o'clock when I got home. And, and I felt really bad, but sometimes that just happens. Now, you know, I guess if I could see, I would have gone in the restroom and clean, try to clean it off. But. Well, that was one of the things that I was going to save to the end about the etiquette. I, want, well, I wanted some feedback from you all on that type of etiquette. I mean... There are times, uh, Deb asks me a lot when we go to things, you know, does this look okay? Does this top look okay? Deb Lewis, she'll say, does, you know, does this top look okay with this? I don't know whether I should wear this or not. And I'm going to give you an honest answer. Um, I'm 
you know, if it looks awful on you, I'm probably not going to say at the beginning of the conference, oh my God, why did you pull that out of your closet? That looks terrible. But at some point in time after maybe, uh, or during the conference, I may say, do you have a scarf to put on with that? Because if you have, if you put a scarf around it, you know, I think it would, or some other, accessorize it in some other way. Do you have another top you could wear with the skirt? I, I would work with you on that. But, um, but if I saw somebody with a stain, uh, definitely I would say something to you. And, and that's the type of etiquette that you all want, right? Yes. yes. Okay. When I go to convention, everybody knows I take far too many clothes. And I do that because I want choices and because some mornings I get up and I just don't want to wear certain things. And so I want to have a choice and wear something else. And so a couple times I've gone downstairs and I'll get out of the elevator and Patty will be running by and she'll yell, no, you go right back upstairs. <laughs> and I know I've gotten the wrong outfit. And, and boy, when she does that, I slink back into the elevator and upstairs real quick and hope I meet nobody on the way. But I, I really do appreciate if somebody says um, that doesn't really, you know, that doesn't match or whatever. Uh, Paula, I'm really interested I would never think of putting a jacket over a t-shirt. So it would be really interesting, I think, to maybe talk a little more about that kind of layering, um, because I'd always be afraid that, it, that I'd look like a clown with a, with a jacket over my t-shirt or a vest over my t-shirt. And I'm not sure about you know covering up the, the picture on the t-shirt or whatever. So talk a little more about that, if you don't Bluegrass Council of the Blind has a really nice t-shirt. It's a bright green and it's got navy blue letters on it and it looks it looks good, you know, with you're wearing it with a pair of slacks or and that that's a real trend and has been a real trend for a long time. T-shirts with nice pants. Sometimes people roll the sleeves up a little bit uh, so it doesn't look so, you know, so it looks more like well for the women, so it looks more like a um, you know, a lady's top instead of a t-shirt. You guys, uh, you remember when they used to roll their cigarettes up in the sleeves? <laughs> I'm not so sure that the guys do. But I've got a shirt that, I've got several shirts that have things written on them. And sometimes there are statements that you just, I love to read people's t-shirts. Um, I've got one that says femme, F-E-M-M, and then fierce. So, and I love to wear that, and I'll put it on and put like the little jacket that I was just talking to you about, a pair of slacks or a skirt. That, that's a real trend, Carla, now. I mean, you know, and sometimes if, the, if, if it's a style that you've never been used to wearing, you know, try it sometime casually when you're going to come here. Come here in a pair of slacks and a t-shirt. And sometimes, like I said, I've... I, now the trend is also just to, to tuck it in in the front, leave the back out. Well, when you do that, ladies, it, it just blouses around the top. It doesn't look like you've forgotten to tuck, like a little kid, like you've forgotten to tuck all of your t-shirt in. It has its own look. And also, the style of just tying it on the side, which gives it the look of a blouse. And, you know, like I said, if it's something that you have not done before, then try it at some casual point. Take wear it to the grocery store or, or wear it here, someplace you know that that you can get some feedback. But not though I would I, I wouldn't wear a political one. Um, but 
you know, the ones that I've accumulated at some of the conferences I've gone to. Yes, because I like people ask questions about it. People ask questions about Bluegrass Council of the Blind when they see a t-shirt. And eventually, Carla, at, a, at something like this, if you wear a jacket over it, you're going to take your jacket off for a while at some point in time. And you can still see enough of the shirt, of the logo on the shirt, to realize what it is. And if somebody's really interested in what that logo is, they're going to ask you, what's on your t-shirt? So, what kind of jacket go, would go best? You can put a really dressy jacket over that t-shirt. I've got a blazer that I wear over mine a lot, a, 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 like a denim-type blazer. I've got another, like, green blazer that I wear a lot. I've got those little cotton jackets that no collar that... Yeah, that that type thing. Yeah. But if the jacket is a Patty Celeste, you ought to wear these little bolero jackets over a shirt. Well, they stop at the waist, and the shirt's longer. It's oh, that's funny. all right, she says. That's that's it. That that's still the style. That's still the style. Yeah, it really is. Adam, that brings up a thing that Patty has talked about uh, for wearing sports shirts. Uh, whether to tuck them in or leave them hanging out. She says it's fine to leave them tucked out, but I I do not like that, personally. Uh, I guess I'm too old school, as the saying is. But um, what do you think about uh, shirts being left out? If I were you and I... And you, you wear your suits to the conference and you wanted to dress down. Well, it's easy to dress down from that. You take your suit coat off, you, un you take your tie off, you roll your sleeves up. If you're not comfortable with your shirt untucked, then don't untuck your shirt. A lot of people are that way. Uh, but if you do pull your shirt out, it's, it's just a more casual look. I don't think it's a look that you'd want to go to Crossroads in, but it's certainly a look at the end of the day if you've been in your suit all day long and at the end, after the banquet, you know, everybody else is just kind of relaxing, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I like all those looks. Uh, another thing that I know you guys probably would never be caught dead in, <laughs> but I think most of you would look good in, are the, the cut-off pants that the men are wearing, you know. We got the Bermuda shorts, but these are like the deck pants that come about mid-shin and they're straight leg and a pair of leather shoes, no socks, slip-on leather shoes, no socks. That's a real big style. My, my next door neighbor's kid went to the prom and the girl had a, a dress, probably cost $600 at least. It was this beautiful blue sequin thing and her date pulled up and got out of the car and he had on a white tuxedo and he had the cummerbund and the tie that matched her dress. But his pants were these pegged deck pants and then just leather slip-on shoes. I'll tell you what, that was pretty sexy looking when he got out and walked up to that door. I was like, well, I'm not sure if I had bought my daughter a $600 dress that, you know, but he was pretty sharp looking. Of course, he was young, real young, <laughs> still in high school. But um, another thing, you guys, that, that, that is in for men is our scarves. Uh, scarves. You know how we, I came in with the scarf on that I had just wrapped around my neck loosely. Some of the guys wear them just uh, kind of tied loose mid-chest like a Windsor-type knot or just draped around their, you know, their necks. It, it's gotten to be really popular. The colors this year are red, red, and more red. Uh, and that bright, bright, bright yellow, almost a goldish yellow. Checks, plaids, 
I don't care to hear that, but anyway, for men and women, checks and plaids are in. Um, animal prints, I don't think animal prints are ever going to go away, but what has come back, surprisingly, are the real uh, furs. And I don't know how that's going to go, but if you've got your grandmother's fur coat in a closet somewhere, this would be the year to bring it out and have somebody do something with it for you. <laughs> because um, that, that, that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be part of the style this year. Let me see what else I've got here. I've got uh, two suit, three suits, and two of them I know needed to go to the dry cleaner, and I needed one for this morning, and I really wasn't sure which one it was. And I was like, oh, I should have asked Debbie's dad last week when he was here to look at that. But then I remembered my Be My Eyes app on my iPhone, so I brought up the Be My Eyes app, and... Got and called, got a lady on the phone. She was able to look at my suits through the camera on my phone and said, no, this, this one looks okay. No, that one doesn't. And so I was able to pick out the, the suit that I wanted and feel really comfortable about doing that. And that's one of the things that uh, technology is helping us with fashion. Absolutely. Deb Lewis, have you noticed anything new about shoes this year because I've noticed that shoes will often they'll be pointy for a while and then all of a sudden they'll be square toed and you've got these point you know somewhat pointy shoes and now everything's square toed or very rounded and then they you know jump back to somewhat square it's just weird. And I, I wondered what if any if you've noticed any interesting things in shoe uh, fashion this year. Same thing with the clothes. Anything goes with the shoes. I've got on a pair of shoes right now that are pointed. I've got some shoes in my car that are rounded, that are totally rounded, that I love to wear. I've got some shoes that have a point that I could I could injure somebody with if I wanted to. <laughs> anything, anything goes. Boots. Uh, over the last couple of years, the trend has been to wear these. It's a brand called Hunter, and they're just rubber boots. You can get them in every length from just a slip-on to over the ankle to above the calf. And people just wear them with everything. Uh, they're a type of boot that I only put mine on when, when it's a rainy day, you know. But I'll wear them anywhere on a rainy day, like a pair of fashion shoes or galosh, you know, they're actually galoshes, but <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's the style. But um, about shoes, uh, uh, I'm lucky enough to have a daughter-in-law who has a, a boutique in Lexington, a clothing boutique. And although, yes, I'm lucky, but about the only thing that fits me in it is the jewelry because it's, you know, it, she doesn't carry above like mediums or whatever, but she does carry shoes. And so I fell in love with this pair of shoes, high heels, and they were fabric, uh, and they had uh, this button thing on the front with all these rhinestones. I call them diamonds. Jim and Wolf made fun of me all the time with them. But I, I could wear them. They were dressy, dressy, but I could wear them with jeans. They dressed up a pair of jeans if I was going out to dinner with with the kids or something. Um, when I was traveling and setting up venues, one time I, I took them with me to wear. Didn't matter what I put on with those shoes, that's where people's eyes first went, were those shoes. I could have had a 
uh, a feed sack on and it wouldn't have you know mattered but I went to this big presentation the venue and it was so packed there's a big room like this that I had to sit up by the podium by the speaker so as I'm just kind of eyeing the crowd I get I lock eyes with this woman in the back and she mouths I love your shoes <laughs> So, yeah, shoes are, it's, it's just the rage with anything. Hats, scarves, uh, hairstyles, hair color. I mean, you know, I, I've been agonizing over the fact that, that for a while I've had to spend a lot of money getting my hair highlighted because I'm too vain to let it go gray. And, but guess what the color is now? The kids are dyeing their hair platinum. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to meet the gray now. So, you know, she started kind of working for me to be able to let my, let my gray hair show. So, uh, but I see women out my age all the time with their hair tinted pink and blue. And it, it's just, it's just everything. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. <laughs>
This is an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs and to find out what blind lions in other clubs are doing. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time, call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On November 2, GLCB will have a roundabout education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time 5 to 6. The topic will be preparing for chapter and KCB elections by discussing the duties of officers, directors, and members. Dinner is 6 to 7 and will be carried out from the Louisville East Lions Club Chili Supper. Then there will be games and crafts from 7 to 10. Please call to sign up at 502-895-4598 and be sure to let us know if you would like for us to order carryout for you from the Chili Supper. On November 4, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its committee meetings. The Advocacy Committee meets at 7 p.m. Eastern and the Education, Activities, and Technology Committee at 8 p.m. Eastern by conference call at 605 Four seven five six zero zero six. Enter code two nine four 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 four. On November six, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its monthly conference call support group meeting at eight p.m. This meeting is open to individuals statewide who are experiencing low vision. You are encouraged to come and ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. Call. 669-900-6833 and access 3572-595-193. Please note that this is a new telephone number for this event. November 7 is the KCB PR Membership Committee meeting. This is a changed date for this meeting in November. The time is 8 p.m. and the call-in number is 669 900 6833. The code is 3572-595-193. On November 8, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have an in-person support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On November 9 is the GLCB Roundabout and Bingo Education and Technology from 3.30 to 5, Discussion 5 to 6, Dinner 6 to 7, and Bargain Table at 7 p.m., Bingo 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On November 10, GLCB will hold its board meeting at 11 a.m. by telephone. The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. Also on November 10 is Reclaiming the Dream, Rehabilitation for Blinded Veterans in World War I. 1 to 3 p.m. This Veterans Day program honors the soldiers, sailors, and airmen who returned home from their service during the War to End All Wars with Damaged Vision. These young men encountered a system unprepared for the nature of their wounds and uncertain about the role of the nation in rehabilitating a blinded soldier. 
The program explores the birth of modern rehabilitation in field hospitals behind the lines and the Evergreen Army Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland, and reveals how the sinking of the Lusitania impacted the story. You will meet a modern dog guide team and explore the beginnings of the dog guide movement. Veterans of modern day conflicts who will contrast their own incredible experience with the doughboys and swabbies who survived the Great War. Best for older children and adults. Pre-registration required at the American Printing House for the Blind, 1839 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. Phone 502-899-2213 to sign up. On November 12, KCB Next Generation will hold its conference call meeting at 8 p.m. by phone. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On November 12, ACB Families will have its monthly meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. On November 13, the Support Alliance for the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its regular meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. in Owensboro. The speaker is Gary Cusick, Ph.D., Kentucky Licensed Clinical Psychologist. There will also be elections for President, Vice President, and two directors at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. November 14 is the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind Conference call. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern. The number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155619. November 16 and 17 is the KCB State Conference and Convention. Enjoy workshops, programs, exhibits, food, and friends. The convention is at the United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Out-of-town guests stay at the Ramada Inn, 1041 Zorn Avenue. Make reservations by October 26. Sponsored by the Kentucky Council of the Blind. For more information, call 502-895-4598 or visit kentucky-acb.org. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.